0: Welcome to another edition of Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime with me, Marshant Kenny. Once again, I appreciate you supporting the show early on. And in some Golden Eagle news right now, the Southern Miss baseball team had an impressive showing over the past weekend and swept Dallas Baptist. I mean, if anybody knows baseball, Dallas Baptist is a very impressive program. And uh, what a great, great showing in that pitching staff. Uh, got back on fire. So great job assisting Southern Miss baseball coach, Coach Oz, and getting that staff back together after a couple rough outings there. But it looks like we're back on track. Uh, and switching to Southern Miss men's basketball and Southern Miss women's basketball. Unfortunately, we had some early exits from the uh, SBC tournament down in Pensacola. But to take away nothing from the regular season that both uh, the men and women did have, you know, and it looks like we're both going to the NIT. And uh, in the men and women, so that's a great, great job over there to get some postseason play, and uh, I just can't say enough, especially about that Southern Miss men's basketball team and all the smiles they put on our faces this year. Well, recently I've been uh, having fan comments towards the end of the show, but I thought I'd bring the comments in early. I, I put a question out on Twitter that I thought you'd be pretty passionate about, and turns out you really, really were. I asked the Southern Miss Nation, I said, What are your thoughts on former Southern Miss football coach Ellis Johnson? I cannot get to all the comments that came in, but if you want some good reads, maybe a little entertainment, go to my Twitter page and read all the comments that came in for the thoughts on former Southern Miss football coach Ellis Johnson. But I had to choose some for this show, and it's this segment that we call For and Out. So here's some comments that I picked out that I thought were pretty fantastic about former Southern Miss football coach Ellis Johnson and your thoughts on him. First up, Mandy, uh, Twitter handle, at MJ7273. She said, I don't have enough liquor to get me through all my thoughts about him. Good stuff. Next up, at Landon Howell, he said, his hire made complete sense. Respected name, had experience with the program, low-money contract end of his career, likely retiring after a five-plus-year run, meaning that we'd unlikely to lose him after a couple of successful seasons. The problem is he just didn't take us as seriously as we took us. Uh, Great comments right there, Landon Howell. Next up, at Reagan Grant, he says, Anytime I see this guy's face, I think about the time I saw the full-body Coca-Cola cardboard cut out of him decapitated in a trash can in the parking lot of a gas station on Hardy Street. Great comments right there, Reagan Grant. I'm sure that was a uh, a fond memory of yours right there, it seems. Next up, Coach Kenny Ray, Twitter handle at KWRay54. He says, he was too old school in a game that had progressed. But the real issue to me is you were coming off a successful era. Why didn't we promote someone on the staff? Parentheses, Blake Anderson. To try and continue the success we were already having, it wasn't broke, Van Hall for life, SMTTT. Great comments, Coach Kenny Ray, a former teammate of mine and a great friend of mine to this day. Well, this show's big with interviews, and today's interview I am super fired up about. He's a guy who's a great, great friend of mine to this day. He was an unbelievable teammate of mine back in the day. He's the definition of the nasty bunch, if you ask me. So today's interview is with the one, the only T.J. Slaughter. When you talk about passion, when you talk about intensity, when you talk about leadership, when you talk about the definition of what a nasty bunch football player should be, you're talking about T.J. Slaughter. He was a great friend, a great teammate. Uh, and T.J., it is just so awesome to have you on, man. So how, how's, how's the world treating you, man?
1: Man, the world treat me okay. You know, I ain't got no complaints. You know, it's good to be here. It's good to see you, man. And it's always a pleasure to do anything with March and Kenny. Man, you know, I appreciate you that. You all these accolades, but you was a
0: dog yourself, brother. Oh, we'll get into that, man. We'll have some dog stories. There's no doubt about that, man. But let's talk about you. This is your interview first up. So, all some right. of your accolades from Southern Miss, man Buckus Award candidate. You're in the Southern Miss Hall of Fame. You know, Conference USA first team, back to back, All American. I mean, you did so much at Southern Miss—over 400 career tackles, well over 400 career tackles. Eight years in the NFL, and that's where your dog beats me. You, you were in the NFL way longer than I, I was there for like a minute, man. You were there for eight years. So, but uh, man, all those accolades and stuff, man—how does that make you feel just years later?
1: Truthfully, I don't care. I
0: really—I—I <laughs> I, I, I
1: never cared about accolades. I never cared about tackles. All the only thing I cared about, we won or lost. And my main thing was to win. You know, I was a, I, I think I was a team player. I felt I was a leader, but my job was to set the tempo, to show these people, they and our backyard, we fit to beat the hell out of y'all. And then you come over here, this is our house, and you fit to know it. You know, that was my main thing. I never, like, was like, oh, I need to have four sacks this game, or I need to have 10 tackles. I never even thought about it. Not until I got into the NFL and people were like, Oh, this player had this tackles or this many tackles. Did I even start even thinking about tackles? That was never on my list of anything. It was just to be a team
0: player and uh,
1: knock the shit out of people.
0: Yeah, and and that's what I loved about you, man. I mean, you earned everybody's respect really, really fast, man, and earned mine immediately. So, uh, but man, let's get into a little backstory about you, T. So, grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, man. Uh, it, football is in your blood. I mean, basically from a young age, your uncle. Derek Slaughter was a great football player for Alabama, man. And you said he was your hero, so man, football being in your blood, just your upbringing in Birmingham, Alabama, man. If you want to t- mind talking about that a little bit,
1: okay. So let me let me go back to the early years. So the early
0: years, let's get early. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was a young pup, you
1: know, me and my brothers, I had I got an older brother and a younger brother. We used to fight all the time. So my mama took me to the park one day. I wasn't even old enough to play football. I think I was just, just had turned five. And there was a coach out there named Daryl Willetton, okay. And um, he walked, my mom walked me and said, he's old enough to play and all like this. And he was like, nah, he's too young. But he had a son too that was my age. His name was Wilson.
0: Okay.
1: And they took me to a couple of drills. And he said, he' going to let me play. And we was playing with the older boys. We went, no. TJ, how old were you
0: right five. there? I was five. 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 God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So we got out there, and that that year, we won. I think we might have won two games. We sucked. <laughs> I mean, we had a couple of athletes, but I'll tell you, it was bad. And then the next year, the, my coach, he went and recruited all these players. Like, he went to projects and everything, and he put all of us in one melting pot. And we lost – In eight years, I think we lost a total of two games. We won AFC Championship. We got – all. it's a book written about us by a guy named Corey McKinney um, called – Oh, yeah, I know Corey. Yeah. 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 Corey. Yep. So – and I'm in the book and stuff he he wrote about. And, like, I play off of the line. But Coach coach was like the best players, the toughest players you got to put on the offensive line because you got to block. And I played D-line. And then – I think when I was – we got to probably 10 11-year-olds, year and then the team above us were struggling. We had been undefeated for like four or five years. So coach told us to stay down, me and Wilson to stay down and play with the team below us so we can win the championship. And then we won it. And then I, I moved a running back and linebacker Then, But I played every position on the football field. Quarterback, I think, and cornerback. I played safety, though. I played nose guard, tackle, everything. They just used to move us around. Wherever they needed us, we played. And so when I got to high school, um, my coach that coached me in Little League that I stayed down, he went to my last year of Little League football. He went to John Carroll Catholic and started a Little League team there. And then I was still, I wanted to finish my last year at Crestwood. He wanted to take me over there, but I was like, no, nah, I've been playing here the whole time. I want to finish this year. And then we played them. I ran all over them, and I was tackling like crazy. So I okay. guess he talked to the high school coach. And, and you play a was, linebacker
0: right there, right?
1: Yeah, I will play linebacker and well, running back. I and running back, both. yep.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, you were athletic.
1: You were athletic. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> so uh, the high school coach seen me play, and somehow they talked. And I was getting in trouble at middle school. Like, I was getting a lot of fights, and I used to fight gangs and stuff because I – I didn't like the fact that a dude would get picked on one day and then the next day he'll get jumped into a gang and then he would the do picking on other people. So I used to fight everybody. Yeah. And then I got in some look, I got in some mix-ups with some gang. So my mom, somehow my coach talked to my mom. I mean, yeah, I talked to my mom. My mom had kicked me out. And then next day you know, my coach called me and he was like, where you at? And I was with my uncle, Derek Slaughter. Stayed in Tuscaloosa at the time with him for the summer. And then when I came back, I wound up my coach going to live with my coach and going to John
0: Carroll. Wow. Wow. No, man, just stories <laughs> like that, man. just I just remember, you know, getting to know you, toughness at a young age. And a lot of those kind of stories, why we bonded so much. I mean, she, you know, my dad was yeah. in the mafia, died in prison, man. Mm-hmm. We just had this tough upbringing, man. We, we had a lot yeah. to bond over, had an attitude. And this angriness yeah. about you—we just did, man. And uh, but exactly. yeah, no. That, that, sharing that story right there, man. Thank you very much. You know, I just like I said, people want to want people to get to know a little bit more about TJ Slaughter for sure, man. And uh, but you played football a lot, obviously. So you were running back, linebacker. I mean, you're an athlete. You were one of those guys when it was time to sign for college football, and you actually, you know, we got you Southern Miss. I, I was like, man, you, you know, you just were somebody I thought would be at Alabama, Auburn. Uh, I mean, you were athletic, man. You were, you were just one of them cats that were bigger recruits than I was. So, how'd you wind up at Southern Miss, man? So,
1: by the grace of God, I, I, I think Southern Miss was the best place for me still to this day. I was actually going to Alabama 14 days before signing day. Gene Jeffs and Antonio Langham got in trouble and they took away 14 of their scholarships. Alabama's crew as a linebacker. They recruited nine linebackers the year before I came out, and my uncle played for Alabama. So Alabama, everybody, all automatically thought I was going to Alabama. I mean, from 13 years old, I knew Albert Bell, Gene Jelts, like been Bennett, Derek Thomas. I, I I used to hang with Alabama. That was all I bled. And then uh, when they got in trouble, I was like boosters was talking to me, and they was going like. They was calling my mom and said, we'll send him to Alabama the first year. And my mom like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. And I'm like, you ain't got no say. You know, I, I don't even leave hell. You know, I was trying to book my chest. And my mom like, I don't want you to go to Alabama. And then Southern Miss came to my house. And that was when Randy Butler and Coach Bauer came to my house. And I was going to play a basketball game, so they couldn't even talk to me. And they, I walk around, I'm, I'm probably. It, a,
0: well, you, you were playing hoops at, at, Yeah, and John Carroll, too. Yep, playing out. hoops, too. Yep.
1: <laughs> So they couldn't talk because I had a game that night and I probably soaked a wet 180 pounds. I was <laughs> like, I was a skinny kid, but I was, I was tough. You yeah. know? Oh, yeah. And they look at me and they were like, we're going to offer him and all this and I'm like, walking through the house, laughing and smiling. Yeah. I'm like, this is the head coach here and all like this?" And somehow, I like Randy Butler. I just uh. Me and Coach Butler, I really liked him. And then, so I took a trip down there and when I took a trip down there, it was really good, but I also went to Arkansas. And I went on a crew trip to Arkansas after the after this incident. And Arkansas was giving them the their Arkansas had their own dorm rooms. And I had big problems with roommates. Like I just like, I'm a fucking dude up. So I have a roommate. I'm <laughs> like, I was like, I can't do this. Like, and I was like, I'm like, I'm telling you right now. I, and so the minute we were talking, I I had one I said, look i go here. I said, I'm gonna tell, I said, I'm telling you right now, but if we have a roommate, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> they're like, what? what? What is wrong with you? And I was like, what do you mean, what's wrong with me? I said, I like my own space. And I was like, yep. I said, so we could do it. How you want to do it? I said, I could make certain minutes, but I said, I'm telling you, we have a roommate. If I have a roommate, we will have a problem. So I had to go to this, like all this, I had to go see a psychiatrist and all this shit, and they deemed me <laughs> to have a roommate. And then I think the second year I was there, you know, they tried to get rid of athletic dorms, and they tried to bring me a roommate in, (laughs) and then I flipped flipped out. But um, so the Bits was the best place for me. Like, I I had a blast. I I mean, me and Coach Bauer, I still love him to this day. Coach Butler, John Thompson, Tyrell Nix. Like, I still talk to all these coaches, like, on a regular. Me and Tyrone Nix just was talking to each other on um, Instagram the other day.
0: Man, that, that's awesome. Well, man, I mean, for example, you and I, man, we, it was a no-brainer for us to be at John Thompson's event, you know, inducted to the Hall of Fame, man, because we love that, man. He made such an impact on our lives, man. He loved you, man. You know, he loved mm-hmm. T.J. Slaughter. So, uh, but, yeah, he was, he was he oh, man. <laughs> man, 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 you made a lot of plays for him. You made him look great a lot of times, that's for sure, man. Yeah. But, dude, let's get when you first got the Southern Miss, though, man, so, you know, like you said, you were about 200 pounds, give or take, when you gave him the Southern Miss. You were athletic, uh, but playing linebacker, man. Uh, I mean, by the time you're out of there, you got up to 245, 240, man, just, you know. But when you got there, man, you were super athletic playing outside linebacker. But I remember a practice with you. So you're a freshman, and our fullback, Brad Hamilton, who was a tough yeah. dude,
2: hard mm-hmm.
0: nose. So you and you're a linebacker. He's at fullback. You, you guys meet up in the middle or right outside the middle or something. And your helmet pops off. It's such a collision, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But you're still going, man. You don't yeah. stop. You still yeah. grind. You came about to play. Your face is kind of busted up. And you were yeah. like, next play. You you literally, like, what? Next play. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. we got a dog here. We got we got somebody, man. Do you remember that? You got to remember that play, man. I, I remember it. It's uh <laughs>
1: When I say Brad, I mean I, I thought Brad was the a beast. You know, he was laying the wood on a lot of linebackers. Yep. And I was like, okay, like I'm a type of person. I scan the scene, and I'm like, okay, I gotta take him out. I gotta take him out. I gotta take him out. And I I just knew it. Like when I first walked on the yard, when they showed me videos, I was like, Brad. Oh, I watched them. They were showing me practice. I was like, that this full back come at you. Yeah, so I got to show him that I'm I'm gonna meet him. Yeah, and then it was it was Buck, and I was like, oh, this this I gotta I gotta get with him, and it was like a couple more people I had looked at, like I I was like I thought people were intimidated by Casey Keith, so I was like, okay, I gotta get at him, <laughs> you know, and I, that's what I do. I pick out all the bad people that I think, yeah. okay, this is my challenges, and I was like, from day one, I'm gonna get it over with. And that when I seen Brad and we I had the opportunity to hit him, I mean, as soon as I hit him, he broke my straps. Literally, we hit and my heavily just shot him. Yeah, I and, mean, uh, I remember the collision. Like, Pow. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then it was my face against his face mask. And I just kept going. I, I said, they ain't going to stop me because they're going to either think I'm, I, I'm either going to show them that I'm a crazy motherfucker. You got to deal with me or you got to kill me. And that's the way I looked at it. And it was one of the, I think that one of that hit. Me stepping up to Buck Halter kind of laid my path. Like, I, I love Buck to death. Like, me and oh, Buck yeah. was, like, so cool after everything else. But I remember I was coming out of the door, but I seen Buck again. I was ready to fight again. And he was like, hey, man, let's go. Let's go to the door. Yeah. And we were both trying to get to the door. And I was like, oh, he cool. Like, because I was just ready because I didn't know. Yeah. And um, But Southern Miss, to me, was we were so, as a group, I looked at us like a family. Like, there were so many stories. Like, we, me and you hung out. We went to New Orleans together. I went to your group home and everything. It was just like we were brothers. We was in a lot. So Southern Miss was always like, I don't even look at the NFL more about football. I look at Southern Miss in my high school more about football. Because to me, it was a,
0: a family I didn't have at yeah. the time. Yeah. And that's where you and I kind of bonded, man. I had no brothers, sisters, so or parents raising the boys home. You know, man, we yeah. we just had a similar vibe, man. Southern Miss was kind of a family vibe to us, man. That's why you you and I bonded so well, man. And, uh, you know, I had your mm-hmm. back, you had mine. And kind of getting on Van Hall real quick, man. I mean, you know, I don't want to tell too many stories what happened behind those walls, but there were so many stories behind the Van Hall walls, man. But, but dude, it was a brotherhood, a fraternity that we had, man. You know, V5 is still a thing, man, you know, on social yeah. media. Uh dude, how how was he just living at Van Hall and just that whole vibe, man? It, it was so cool. You
1: know, this is this is what I'm telling you. So let me let me let me go back to high school first. Okay. So I went to John Carroll. It was a Catholic private school. I ain't Catholic. If you didn't know. I'm 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 I never considered myself a denomination. I was raised Southern Baptist, I got baptized in the Methodist church. I went to a Catholic high school. So I'm all over the place. But when I got to John Carroll, we started a lot of religions. And then I started learning about different denominations. It was about somebody just get mad at the church breakaway and they take some people with it and they start their own thing. And I'm like, hey, man, Jesus ain't never said nothing about all these denominations and all like this. What what do y'all talk about? So all these kids were having problems, you know, like we'll study religion in this class and people be getting divorced and they were rich kids, you know? So they'll be like, crying and they'd be like, my mama trying to buy me a, a, a $60,000 car. I'm like, daddy want to buy me an $80,000 car. I don't know what to do. I'm like, shit, who cares? My mother, my daddy got to one well, day buy me shit, you know? <laughs> so I had a hard time relating to stuff. Yeah, But we played this game in Alexandria and they had like this top runner back and John Carroll was 0-30 before I got there. 0-30. Hmm. We went undefeated as a freshman team. My sophomore year, they got me killed. Like, I used to run the ball then. I mean, as soon as I touched the ball, I'd be getting hit. So I'd get, i be pissed, so I wanted to go to defense to knock this crap out of them because they were knocking the crap out of me. <laughs> so that's how my anger really was, like, directed. And they hit me, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to show your ass a hit, you know, so yeah. i go over there and knock your head off. But in that game, they were tackling me, and dudes were pulling the hair out of my leg, and they was grabbing my privates and punching me in Golly, the Golly, <laughs> Jesus. Now, this, this was in the high school football game uh-huh. and the ref seen the dude do it again and I got up and cussed the ref out and they threw me out of the game and my coach was like I told you to calm down my coach got mad at me and it's one thing about every coach I had almost been sort of like a father figure to me uh-huh. even in high school and I was pissed so I'm sitting at the game. One of the guys came by me. His name was Charles Davis. I remember today. He was like, Tia, you okay? I said, Mommy asked me, I'm fucking okay. You better be ready to fight after the game. <laughs> and they were like, What? Like, Tia ain't playing. And I was like, And I I ain't, these boys didn't know me. They ain't know where, how I was raised, or anything else. So, like, literally the game ended. I'm everybody taking out their helmets, go shake hands. I'm like, <clears throat> bugged mine up. And like, <laughs> the dude that was grabbing my nuts and, um, <laughs> he comes up to me to shake my hand. Big old lineman, and he like <laughs> laughing. I swear my God, I drew back my hand so far, I slapped this dude so hard, I mean, in a see a orange just attack me, and I'm like swinging on everybody, and all of a sudden, <laughs> the tackle runs and hit the dude in the back, and he and and I see the a uh, dude buckle in front of me. And we fighting the stands, the people, the coaches. Our coaches try to get us all police, everything. So, oh, dude, it's a brawl. It's, 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 oh, it's everybody all out <laughs> brawl. Yeah, but we, our fans, were fighting. <laughs> they, they was on a different thing. We're like different place. So we get back to school the next day. The principal comes in there and he makes everybody write an essay and everything else about what happened. They like, say whoever started this is gonna get in trouble. Get in trouble on all of this. We're gonna kick you. And I wrote. The dudes hit me, and I put everything, but them boys took up for me. And it was funny. We've all bonded. Like, that fight, to me, made us, like, tight as all the door. Like, some of these guys had never been to fight and everything else. And they were like, I got my little busted. And they were screaming and stuff. And to this day, I can talk. to guys went the high school with me, and they bring up their fight at Alexandria. And I think that's what brought us together. And, like, we went to the semifinals or the playoffs. And we lost the homewood, but I had a torn MCL because I was trying to block a kick and somebody hit me in my knee. But mm. it, it brought us together like none other. So all my life, football has been like a I mean, I played other sports, I played basketball, ran track, I played baseball and all that crap. But football was that cross-sniff, that family affair yeah. that I needed. Like it was the glue to stick, because it's like you can play basketball and it's and it's pants, but you can't just go and smack somebody. Right, right. And even at practice, like in football, you can get mad at each other. Like, we do something about it, <laughs> you know? Right. It's the only person you can fight, get in trouble, and you
0: don't go to jail. <laughs> that, that, that's him. In, in stories like that, everything you're saying, man, that's the beauty of Southern Miss, and that was what made you the perfect Southern Miss player. Man, you had a chip on your shoulder. You didn't really like your opponent. We respected him. You know, but you really didn't like them. I didn't like them, man. I hated them, and uh, it was it was yeah. us against the us against the world mentality, dude. And that's yeah. what was Southern Miss missing when we were the best G five program in America back when we were playing, man. It was us against yeah. the world. It was, man. <laughs> yeah, but I, I honestly dislike
1: teams though. Like I hate it too late. Like when we got beat in too late, I was like, oh, like it was like somebody stabbed me.
0: In 98. Yep. I, yeah. remember
1: that. I was like, oh, we're going to kill them. Like, I was so pissed that they beat us. And I, I don't know. It's like I said, I never, it never was about a stack though. Like, when people yeah. say, I'm, how many titles you're like, I couldn't even tell you. And like, I looked at this video, my highlight film that Bill gave me, my agent gave me when I was coming out. He made this highlight film and it said how many titles I had, but I never thought of it. Then somebody told me,
0: I remembered I had 27 tackles and three sacks against Texas A&M. Well, let me get, let me get into some of that stuff, man. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into some of it. So, and actually getting into Southern Miss right now, because like I said, let, there's so many highlights of you, man. I, I, don't, I, I don't know where to begin. Let me just backtrack a little bit. There's a picture in 1996 when we beat Georgia. You know, that was huge, man, in between the hedges. Last play of the game for Georgia. You're coming on a blitz. Yeah. You get double teamed. You decide instead of taking them on to go Superman over these dudes. And there yeah. is a picture of you. You got to be about eight feet in the air trying to get to the quarterback. You disrupt the pass, end of game, pass batted down or picked off. I don't quite, but, but we beat Georgia on the last play of the game. You're coming like nobody's. Be- I'm getting to the quarterback or else, man. <laughs> you remember that? Well, you know what play I'm talking about. Yeah, Cedric Warthog was coming from the other side though too. Yeah, and no, Cedric was coming, but yes. you, you were you were taking the blockers on. So, yeah. so you decided to just fly like a superhero. I was like, the dude was, <laughs> the dude was a lot bigger than me. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> you can if you see the picture. Yeah. I was like, But it, it's a beautiful nowhere.
0: picture. It is a yeah. beautiful picture, man. I
1: hell I'm about to run through this big old joker. So I said I'm gonna go over. <laughs> <laughs> and when awesome. I jumped, you know, he kind of hit my hip. When he hit my hip, that just twisted me, well, and I flipped over, and landed right on top of Bobo. And Sid was hitting him from the side. I was coming over top, and they, they we won the game. But mm-hmm. that's probably one of the greatest plays of my life. I just sold out. Now, I was yeah. like,
0: I'm, I had to. I'm gonna do whatever I got to do to get through this guy. And that—that that was the beauty of you as a teammate, man. I could always count on you. You know, trust and respect. It's hard to get to get from a lot of people. You earn that from day one, man. And then, sure enough, a play like yeah. that. Because when I think of you, man, I see you in the air, stuff like that. You know, I'll get to the quarterback no, no matter what. Uh, you talked about losing 2 Tulane and how hard that hurt, man. Because people don't realize, just unless you live through it, how good we were. We were the best yeah. G5 team in America. You, from 96 to 99, when we're in conference, you say, dude, you lost two conference games. That's why yeah. that Tulane one hurt so bad and it was two-lane, man. So, But, dude, back when we were the best, how, I mean, just how would that feel, dude? Nasty bunch, you know, you know, just, you know
1: just all that. <laughs> I, I don't think we're supposed to lose to anybody, you know. Right. And, and, and it's crazy because the game we went and played in Nebraska, I mean, in 99, oh my God.
0: the senior year,
1: yeah, they
0: were number five, uh, number
1: four, yeah. number four. We, we, we I mean, uh, we pounded them boys, yeah. And I mean, everything they dished out, we were sending back. I mean, uh, if a couple plays on offense from turn over the ball and stuff. I mean, I think we would have given a run for the money. But, you know, I, I wanted to be uh, – sometimes I rub the offense the wrong way because, you know, I speak up in the team and I'm like, look, let me know what y'all need, you know. But I was – to me, I was being a, a team player. I, I wanted to give them any look they wanted or anything they do to make sure all around we was good, you know. Right. And if we had any problems, I was there. I said, look, use me. Do I I can play any defensive thing you want me to do, but (laughs) use me so we can we can win these games, and that's what all I wanted. You know, sometimes they get mad, like talking to offense. I'm like, I'm trying to win. I don't care, and that's why I tell people. People say, "Oh man, this happened. You got this." I'm like, I didn't care about tackles. I cared about if we won a loss. My teammates know what we did, know what I did, and and that's I mean, some games I I had two and three linemen coming coming at me,
0: (laughs) you know. Try well we'll dude that. but some teams will try to F me up for real. <laughs> well well dude by the time you're a senior, you and Adelius Thomas are fighting for the best defender in Conference USA. I mean as yeah. you were him weekly. That, that's how good y'all were, man. I mean, not not and you're on the same team, man. So I was, yeah, you had a bullseye on your back by the time you're a senior, man. Everybody knew about you. Dude, talk about that Texas AM game. That was the so y'all played number four Nebraska, then y'all played number five Texas AM on the road right after. Dude, you have 26 tackles. That, that's insane. How, can, do you remember like the, the certain aspects of that game getting in the zone or, or what was that you, like? You
1: know, uh it wasn't even about a zone. I was just doing my job. Now the crazy thing was I tore my thumb. I tackled big tombs. Hit him. He oh, fell Oh, that on big, big running back there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and when he he landed, he landed on my thumb, and it snapped it. So I run to the sideline. Like, I like can't move my thumb. I can't move my thumb. It was like, "Fuck, you tore your." And they did something. They tore your thing. Look at me. I said, "Tape it down." So they take this hand down. I'm doing something else. I tear the other thumb, partially tear it. They tape it down. So I'm playing the game with both of my hands taped down like this. No thought, no, like man. Him. What? And, uh, I was just like, I, every time they would throw a pass, they never sent the running back out. They were just sitting there every now and then they do it. So I'll just – and I had them spied, and I'll just blitz the quarterback. So yeah. i would get – I got three sacks doing it, just blitzing the quarterback. And every time they ran them out, I was just going, you know. You know, I, I just go. You know, and I, I wind up having – 26, I
0: think 26, twenty-six, seven, seven tackles and three sacks. It was it. Mean, if anybody doesn't know middle linebacker play, you get twenty-six tackles in the game. That's like you can't do that on PlayStation, man. I mean, that's that's just as video game numbers, man. <laughs> I, I would beat it, <laughs> And that's yeah. a hell of a behind-the-scenes story, though, right there, man. And uh, I want to talk about one other game this year because, dude, when I, you know, obviously your name pops up whenever I'm around Southern Miss, man. Y'all playing Army your senior year, oh yeah. Man, there is a hit people still talk about. You met this, the fullback or the, or the running back right in the middle. and The, full the, the sound people talk about, it, it echoed. It went throughout the stadium. It went across campus. You know what hit I'm talking about?
1: Yes. I, I actually got it on my Instagram. But the, the thing, this is how it was. Uh, Coach Bowell was making a big deal and JT, oh, they, they was, um, I don't think John Thompson was with us then. I think it was T-Nicks t- then. But it was making a big deal about this fullback because he ran like two hundred some yards against Louis- Louisville the week before, and I'm like, man, who is this fullback y'all keep talking about? And it was saying all this stuff about this cat. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take him out. And they were like, I knew Arm um, because we had played them like the years before, and I knew they they run this uh, wishbone option crap. And then I was like, man, somebody got to pound this fullback. We got to take him out. And uh, open, it was like the opening play of the game almost. I think it was and early they, <laughs> yeah they, they literally they run the dive and I said with he first dive I'm coming and literally I was like I was low and everything like I said I'm on is there and as soon as the ball hiked that thing opened up and it was just like this they were handling it, and I was coming and wow I mean when I hit him Marchand, I, I, I really ran through him like he flipped back hit on that and I seen it in his face he was just like
0: like he was <laughs> done. like he was he was not, done like, you you, done you he it, it like i said when people talk about that hit you know that were there they, they they heard it you were off campus you heard that hit man it's just one of those you remember to this day what what a cast on my hand <laughs> with a cast yeah you had the big cast that game yep um dude so 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 many stories about you man that are just so awesome dude um so talking about 98, so 97, my senior year, you're a sophomore, we win the Liberty Bowl. 98, y'all go to Boise for the Humanitarian Bowl. Oh, yeah. And with, with, I, I you know I hate to bring a bad – but, dude, still, only two teams from Conference USA went to a bowl. It's still a big deal being a bowl. And the point to this is, so 99, the last game of, of your year, right around that last game, you have a talk with the team before the game because it was for the Conference USA championship or something, and you basically tell the team, we're not going back to Boise, you know, in more or less oh, yeah. words. Man, <laughs> yeah. talk about that. Because when T.J. Slaughter, at that point, by the time you're seeing you spoke, there ain't a person on that team that didn't listen to you, man.
1: Well, the, the thing, the thing with Boise was, I mean, it was great we went to a bowl game, but I really was pissed we didn't win the conference, you know. And then when we got up there, we get up like three scores and let these fools come back and beat us. And I just thought about everything we did that week, and I, I like I was pissed. Like I mean, I seen guys drinking, I seen guys doing the wrong thing, and I don't know. I felt like I let the team down. Yeah, because I should have stopped it. Gotcha. You know, and um, it, I even did some extracurricular stuff you know and I, I I, felt like I let my brothers down literally mm-hmm. I just like I looked at the guys and just to lose to the Idaho Vandals it was just like n- not no we might yeah. lose to Alabama because they got five D lines and five office linemen or, or Florida State but we are not losing sure. to anybody like this Mm-hmm. So I took it upon myself to really tune in, especially my senior year, because it was I was on the way out. You know, I wanted to leave. Guys, with some Roy McGee was like my little bro. Yeah, and I wanted to just set an example and do everything right. I mean, and John Thompson used to always say, "Don't no, no cut no corners." You know, no cut no corners. No cut even when we reach the run. Run, you know, you like you can you can break the edge, or you can run to the edge and and run all the way around it. Don't cut corners. Don't in the classroom, yep. it, but you're gonna cut them in life, and it's, that has stuck with me my whole life. Yeah, you know, so my thing was to just to tell the guys how I felt. I mean, I don't like I look back at college and everything. There are so many things I did. I don't know like I can watch a video of myself talking mm. and I look at that guy and i y'all was, college was doing something for me I had so much anger and hate in my heart uh from life and different things that the game was my medicine mm. almost yeah. and, and and to talk about that it'd be a whole other therapy
0: session, you know. But no, I, I feel you right there, man, dude. It was therapeutic being, being, you know, in, in between the yard line, yard markers. I mean, it just it, it was man. It was medicine for a lot of guys, you, me, stuff like that. So I feel you, man. A lot of people feel you too, man. I get it. Um, so you, you tell the team we're not we're not going back to boys of your senior year. And y'all don't go back to Liberty Bowl in '99 with Conference USA, man. And then one more TJ quote that people love, man. You know, before the game, Colorado State had a good running back. And you said you had a dream about it. If you could tell me what that quote was, man, and the dream you had. I don't,
1: I I, I think I hit the dude and killed him. So I can't remember. That's a quote. It's more or less, I had, you had a dream and you He he died. (laughs) This is what I know. The the number one thing was I hated McDougal. And I don't not really hated the guy in a sense of, I didn't know the guy, but when you played me, I like took vendettas against you. Like I literally did hated you. Like if I hated you, I hit you and knock you out. I was happy. I wasn't gonna help you up. I probably step on you or something like this. I didn't care. And this dude was balling. Like we were watching film on him. I was like, okay. That was my target. I'm going to take him out. And it was just like when I seen Brad Hamilton, just like when I seen Bookhalter, anybody else. It was like, okay, that's my target. I need to destroy that target. So he became my mission to destroy it. And I went to the bathroom. He was in the bathroom at a banquet. The, the week and of I, the liberty Bowl. The week of the liberty yeah, Bowl. Yeah, the week <laughs> of the liberty Bowl. And I walked in the heat and he walked out. I swear, it took everything in my power for not, me not to beat this dude up. Like, <laughs> I wanted to jump him. Like, literally, I was like, what are they going to say? I literally wanted to beat him up. Uh-oh. But when I got to the game, he made it to the game. And, oh, I was after him. Like, I tell you, like, I think that I they linemen were after me. I know they was after me, but everything in my power. Like, i tell you, everywhere he thought he was going, every time he thought he was getting somewhere,
0: I was there. Every time. Oh, that's awesome. And, and man, you did, and defense showed up big that day, man. You guys win Conference USA, finished number 14 in the nation, uh, highest ranking ever by a Southern Miss team, man. So, I mean, your Southern Miss career is just – it doesn't get much better, man. Like I said at the beginning of, of when I introduced you, man, the epitome of what a nasty bunch defensive player should be is T.J. Slaughter, period, end of story. Great friend, great teammate. He had your back. You know he did 100%. He'd do anything for you. I'd have done anything for you. That's just how it was, man. And what uh, mm-hmm. you said in his career was just unbelievable. One, one thing to make people laugh, though, man, we go out every now and then, you and me, mm-hmm. and uh, we get dressed up, you know, go out and hit the town, get be at, be at the bar, the club, and. You know, yeah. every dang time I'm out with you, man. Everybody's like, who's your friend with the crystal eyes? I'm like, oh man. I got I got eyes, you know, I got eyes. I was like, I'll introduce you to TJ. Man, I got that all the time, man. Yeah, they, got, they, got, they got they got
1: the good sometimes, yeah. they get trouble sometimes.
0: <laughs> man, we had some good times though, man. And like Always. I said, this, this, this this they don't make they don't make better people than you, man. So Unbelievable career at Southern Miss, man. People still talk about you to this day. Um, so the NFL draft comes up. You go on the third round to the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. I mean, people that know football, you're three rounds and, and below second, first round. That's, that's big time. You got some serious talent. So, man, how'd that make you feel going so high in the NFL draft? I was pissed. <laughs> well, I didn't set that question up right. <laughs> so
1: I, I'll be honest. When I went to the senior bowl, let's go to the senior bowl first. Yep, yep, senior bowl. I go to senior bowl. They have Erlacher, Raynaud Thompson, Corey Moore. I'm like, who the hell are these people? You did. Ray Erlacher, this tall guy. I'm like, hold up. Y'all finna put a safety at linebacker and you think he's better than me? So the first day, we there. There's J.R. Redman, the running back for Arizona State. And me and Erlach at linebackers, they told, they, they run us Some We had Kansas City was a uh, defense, uh, uh, Cunningham was the defense coordinator, and he was like ruthless, you know. Yeah. And they were like, don't take nobody to the ground. I said, Shit, I'm, I said, I don't know about you, homie, but I'm gonna light some <laughs> up. So <laughs> they don't know you, T. <laughs> yeah. So Coach Nix is standing in the back, Reverend He was like, oh, that's my dog. I said, watch this, coach. And they run a lead. Erlacher comes in and, and takes it on with his outside shoulder. I'm coming straight down the pike, full speed. Jr. Redmond gets the ball. I jack this fool. Like, mm. and dump it. Bust mm. my nose again. Bleeding. I jump up. they <laughs> <And Coach laughs> going crazy. Hit me in the head and everything else. They're like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just like, Cruh. I'm like, I'm killing everybody. So literally the whole week. I, I knocked the – I think the, the, the fullback name was Deion Dyer. Uh, he catched him. He like, I'm going to get this fool on like this. So I'm like, all right, boy. So he catch a pass, and he run. And I'm like 20 yards down the field because I'm checking somebody else. He turned around. He, I mean, this dude running full speed at me, my son. Uh-huh. I, I squat and drop them hips. He coming, Ooh. and I shoot out them hips. Wow, jacket! That mm. his shoulder. He couldn't even play in the same boat. Cool. Exactly.
0: <laughs> These are all practice stories you're talking about. These teacher. are all practice at the same <laughs> boat. This uh, is the game. we talk talking about practice this stories. This
1: right? is practice. This is practice. And I get on the bus. Like one day I get on the bus. Dugan's from Florida State. He like, dude, I don't know what the hell wrong with you. But please don't hit me. <laughs> like, I was, I, like I told AD, I was telling Todd, I was like, man, I ain't. I said, I'm here. I'm fucking up everybody. I said, I, I said they're going to give us some respect. They gonna give us respect, but my coach Steve Sabo from Jacksonville, he said when he seen me play at the scene Bowl, this what he told me: like ain't nowhere in hell I wasn't gonna draft you. He said I was yeah. fight. He like yo, ass was crazy. Yeah, they had no. me, that, was, that was my first time playing special teams and getting in the wedge and all that yeah. crap. There, I ain't like that crap. <laughs> hey, hey,
0: pro, pro ball, you know, as you know, way better than me, man. You, special teams are part of it, you know, and the yeah, best but, players on it sometimes. I, I, so, but. Hey. Uh, but, but yeah, eight years in the NFL, man. So three years with the Jags. But there's one year I got to talk about because Southern Miss people would like the ties. So you go to Green Bay for a minute. Brett Farr's there, man. How was that kind of those little Southern Miss ties right there, man? You
1: know, this is what I'm going to tell you. I, I, Brett, me and Brett was cool. Like, we talked and everything. Brett was a good guy. I just, I left Florida. Mm-hmm. It was 80, 90 degrees. They fly me to Green Bay. This is my first time ever being a part of a uh, trade, being cut, then going somewhere else, and everything else. Oh, the bit—just the business side of it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I'm here in this strange place. It's cold as hell. Mm. In- I mean, cold. Yeah, Black we're southern and- guys. We're southern dudes, man. Yeah, I mean, I I'm southern to the heart. This is my <laughs> first. This is my first experience of science, flying somewhere. With a football team and you know you get the best of everything but now i'm on my own and i'm in green bay wisconsin i don't know nobody i knew brett but we spoke and stuff like that but i ain't kind of do the stuff brett come in the damn building with short on. it's like fucking 20 degrees i'm like what the fuck wrong with you you know <laughs> and the, the guys were to be at green bay it was nothing to do like I was like, you go to eat something to eat, it's just a bread-fried restaurant. It was, it was none of the mall and stuff they got there now and everything uh-huh. else. It was just nothing. Uh-huh. It, was, it was like I I, like, I literally about went crazy there. Like wow. I wanted to quit playing football.
0: I ain't going to lie. Well, then- well, <laughs> well for, you're in Green Bay, though, man. You're still doing your NFL career. But but sounds like, you know, with the snow and the northern stuff, fortunately, you get out of there and you get to come a little bit more south. And you get to go to Baltimore for a couple of years, man. Yeah. And what's cool there, I'm always trying to tie Southern Miss stuff in this show. Adelius Thomas is on the team, so you get to be teammates with AD. So how was that? Happening? AD was there. Chad yeah. Williams was there. Chad Williams was, was there.
1: And Raymond Walls was
0: there. Ray Walls was there. Yep. I'm just thinking yeah. AD. You know, with but I, I just talked to him not too long ago. Chad and Ray. Yeah. Yep. That's so it's a Southern that, Miss
1: reunion. Yeah, but that that's AD Chad. And Ray Walls being there, uh, that saved my life. That wow. saved my career. Wow. Because when I left Green Bay, I was like, I literally got on a plane. I flew to Birmingham. I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, I am done i like i do not even want to play no more football. Right? And I land in Birmingham. I cut on my cell phone. I have like 30 messages on my phone. I'm like, who the hell calling me? It's my agent. Uh. He's like, what the hell you doing? I've been calling you all day. And I'm like, man, what are you talking about? I was like, dude, I'm in Birmingham. I'm finna go home. And he was like, no, you ain't. Turn around and get back on the plane. I said, I ain't getting on no damn plane. I said, I'm finna to go home. He like, no, you're going to go to Baltimore. Like, this literally, I, I flew out of there, land, check my phone. I got, like, 30 messages. Get in the car with my mom. I said, man, I'm going home. He's like, be on the flight first thing in the morning. Wow. And they got me a They got me, like, a 6 o'clock in the morning flight. I flew to Baltimore. Did another workout. Signed me that day. Played that Sunday.
0: Wow, man! But you totally—you're feeling the business side of the NFL, big time. The guy they wanted out of college, I was.
1: The guy they wanted in the NFL, they didn't want that guy out of college. Mm-hmm. They wanted to control that guy out of college, and you weren't going to control him. Yeah, I was a—I was a beast. And I didn't, I knew one way to play the game, and that's full, intense, full speed. I didn't understand this practice stuff where you can't hit the starting running back. I'm like, I'm gonna jack that motherfucker up. That's he, the best. That's who I wanna hit. You know, I didn't understand if this lineman hold me, don't fight. I'm like, if he holds me, I'm gonna te- teach him not to grab me no more. So we're gonna fight. If he grabs me, then he needs to know that he going to have to fight me. His big ass going to be tied. So he ain't going to want to grab TJ no more because TJ going to wear his ass out. <laughs> and that's the mentality I had. It's not that in league. It's, it's it's practice under control. Practice this and don't hit this person. Man. That's money right there. I'm like, I, I don't care. You know, <laughs> Like I'll try to be the best. And mm. I didn't understand the business side of football. I mm. didn't. And, um, until I got to Baltimore, after I left Baltimore and went to the Saints, that's when I kind of understood. And that,
0: you're about five, six years in the league, right, with the yeah. Saints, yep, yeah, you were a wanted man in the NFL by teams. That's why you went to several teams. You just can't find a guy like you every day, man. That's why you spent eight years in the NFL. I mean, the average lifespan in the NFL is not eight years, man. You, you, you had a hell of a career. And on top of that, what you did at Southern Miss, people still – it's like you're an aura at Southern Miss, the way people talk about you, man. You just respected. Care, you. know that, man. You know that. Like, I was middle linebacker in 96 – you know, 94, 95, 96, 97. You know, you came in, you know, 96, 97, you're outside linebacker. So, in 98, they moved you to the middle. Man, you took mm-hmm. that baton and ran with it. You know? Yeah, like a you know, they're gonna forget about me,
1: man. <laughs> you know, I originally wanted to play better, but I wasn't big enough. I couldn't gain the <laughs> no weight until so I hurt both of my ankles. When I hurt both of my ankles, that was the first time in my life I couldn't run. I had to, I was just doing pool running at the uh, 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 aquarium. Uh, uh what they call it or whatever oh, the, oh the, yeah not auditory whatever not yeah. a, not, a, not, a, not a tour, whatever yeah so i used to do pool running there all the time with all these photos on me because i had two high mm-hmm. sprain ankles and they were talking about putting me in a wheelchair and all like this and i'm like man bump nope. this i'm running on trampolines all the time and that was the i put on 20 pounds and my body fat didn't do nothing yeah i put on 20 pounds
0: of muscle well, well so, dude that. that- that's, that's what's amazing about you. You were 200 yeah. when you came to Southern Miss. You got up to 240, 245 for the draft. And dude, you were all muscle. I mean, I'm like, yeah. dude, you got you got blocks for abs. I'm doing sit-ups. I, I can't get that. I'm trying, <laughs> man. I can't do. that, You know. Dude, I, I but my I
1: was raised by my, my coach, and he was all he always taught me. You keep the core tight. Everything else stay tight. So I just always been a sit-up guy. I always do sit-ups. Like, even today, if I go to the gym and I do a workout, I'm doing four
0: or 500 sit-ups all the time. Wow. 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 Yeah, that core, man. That core is key, man. I know my, my son's 13. They're teaching core training right now. So mm-hmm. I wish did a little bit, little bit more of that when we were there, you know, a little bit more core training. Uh, yeah. But if you knew what to do like you did, you were you're already doing it. So, but so, man, the NFL wraps up, Southern Miss wraps up, hell of a football career, man. But, but let's be honest, man, TJ Slaughter is not a bad-looking guy, man. And uh, so yeah, you get into some, it. man, let's just call it what it is. You get into <laughs> modeling, you get into acting, uh, you got an entrepreneur spirit, man, doing your thing and all sorts of stuff, man. So life after football, uh, how was that for you, man? I mean, acting, modeling, entrepreneur. So like the modeling, like
1: I was modeling at 14. You know, uh, I remember, I remember you. Yeah. Were. <laughs> so, you know, when I got to the league, you know, I come in uh meeting rooms with the linebackers, they got my pictures up on the pro- projector, me and speedos and stuff. I said, Who in the-? So you know, I'll be on there, like, which one are you looking at my pictures? Cause I know not to stand by your ass in the shower. You know, yeah, so- that, that's before the
0: internet. That's
1: before the internet. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah got, so you gotta get was, find a picture. Was, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> how many people get my pictures and stuff? And so it's just something I always was doing. I didn't I didn't look at it as anything. I just looked at it as uh, I was getting free clothes, you know, because uh-huh. these designers and stuff used to give me free clothes. When I was younger, uh, my uncle took me to this guy that was a clothing designer out of Atlanta, and he put me in a fashion show. And I was 14 when I first started modeling with grown men, but I was just as big as all the guys. But the, the crazy thing was I liked it because it taught me self-control. Because when you go back in the behind the curtain and people don't know it, my models getting ready. You got grown women. You got grown men. We all naked. Oh. You know, up, I'm 14 years old. Looking at women like, oh, please, please, calm <laughs>
0: yourself, TJ. Come.
1: I'm like a little kid. You're, like, you're looking like you're looking like this. Closing your eyes. <laughs> no, when I say it, 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 you you looking, but you're trying not to get stimulated. You can't. Uh-huh. You can't walk around with a boner. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> And at 14, 15 years old, it's it's hard, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it taught me to like really uh like to understand women and see them in a different light and try to don't let the physical part captivate you so much. Learn to get to know the person. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest things about modeling. But then when I got to when I got done playing ball, I didn't know what I was gonna do. Like I didn't never know I was done. I was still training. I actually went and worked out for Buffalo. They wanted to sign me, but I I had a I had a slight tear in my hamstring, so I had wrapped my hamstring real tight
0: mm-hmm.
1: with an ace bandage. And I did a workout, and I they were finna sign me, and the mm-hmm. dang hamstring the ace bandage fell down. They were like, "What's wrong with your hamstring?" And they oh, go take me to the doctor, and they no. say he got a slight tear. Wow. And it was like they didn't sign me. So I go to my doctor in Texas, and he's like are you reading what they're saying about you? And I'm like, nah. And I had had a lot of injuries. I I, I tore my groin off the bone and ruptured my abdomen when I was with the Saints. I tore my flexor tendon um uh, San Francisco, had to go to surgery and go IR. Uh, then when I got to New England, I tore my quad, mm. racing a receiver. Mm. And actually, I beat him. So, I believe they were, saying, <laughs> they were saying all this stuff like he getting old and all like this. And I was reading, and like he was like, "I'm gonna read the notes to you." So the guy read the notes, and I'm like, "Well, why did they just tell me that? Because I never knew I was done." And then uh, for a moment, I went into t- I went in the tank, man. I was just like, I ain't know what I was gonna do. Like I was in this. I didn't feel like my family was my family no more. You know, my mom went. Nobody was checking on me. No, that's how I'm doing. Mm. my brothers went to R with me, you know, mm. it's like, I say something, everybody just bow down. I'm like, no, nah, fight me. You know what I'm saying? Get mad at me. You know? Yeah. So I moved away and I isolated myself. Mm. Like later I moved away from everybody. I was like, I'm going to learn business or something like this. But really for about a month, I just literally, I didn't do nothing. I just stayed in the house. Mm. And then I, I was laying down one day and I was like, I, I was like, I was depressed. I was like, man, I just want to go. Like, I was at this point where I was just like, I wanted everything to end. Mm, and, then, and then my coach came to me in a spirit, and he was just standing there. He was like, get your ass up. I'm not a coach. And I'm like, well, get up and do what? And he was just like, get up. Wow. And I'm like looking at him right over my bed saying, get up. I said, get up. He said, do what you know how to do. Wow. And I, I, I was like, what do I know how to do? And yeah. I know how to hurt mother? What is it? He like do what you know how to do, and what I've been doing all my life is training. Mm-hmm. So I literally got up out of bed, put on some running clothes, went outside, ran the hills, then came in, made a shape, went to the gym, worked out, came back, and then I did some extra running that later on that day, and then I started training people, and yeah. I I just started learning people, and then I started comparing it to football. Uh, And learning guys. Like some guys you can yell at. Some guys you got to smack on the butt and say, come on, dude. (laughs) I need you, baby. We need you today. Some dudes you got to say, you got to help them alone. You got to run with them. Like when we used to be running sprints and stuff like this, you know, some of the guys you can yell at. And some of the guys, we had to hold them by the arm and literally pick them up and run with them. And so I took that approach with people. And then I started learning people a little bit more and figuring out things. And then From training, one of my friends told me to do a a, a fitness show. And I'm like, I ain't doing that crap, man. That ain't ain't for me. And then she signed me up. So she paid for it. So I did it. And I won. And then I got invited to Vegas to do some international show. And this girl was standing in line and asked me to take pictures with her. And I'm like, why you want to take pictures with me? She's like, I don't know. You just got a different vibe, a different look. I'm like, all right, can I shoot you some pictures? She said, yeah. I took the pictures and put them on my Facebook. My boy ran Ava Talent in New Orleans. So he was like, can he... Oh, Ali. Ali, the player receiver for us. Ali, Ali. Oh, yeah, Ali. Ali, Ali. Ali, Ali. Yeah. 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 So he put his stuff... He put my pictures on his uh, website. And then he was like, dude, can you act? And I'm like, yeah, act like I like you all the time, you know? And then he was like, <laughs> oh, man, for real, can you act? <laughs> and then right. I would just BS it. But I said, yeah, I can act, man. And then he was like... You got a real? I was like, what's a real? Did he like anything? Uh-huh. And I had just in San Antonio did this film about some dudes going out to the bar. It was like a little short film. This lady had asked me to do it. And next thing you know, I sent it to this director. It was exactly the character he wanted me to play. So I got okay. i, I acting gig. I never knew nothing about no acting. And I flew down to New Orleans, shot there for three stayed there for three months shooting. And then it was like I need an LA agent. And I moved to LA.
0: So, dude, that a big goal of this show is to you know, people just get to know more behind the scenes with TJ Slaughter. Cause like I said, when I talk about you, man, you're this aura, man. And like I said, you're the definition of nasty bunch. You just are, man. <laughs> and uh so man, what's something maybe you want to say to the Southern Miss people, man, the fans out there who who literally adore you, man, and speak of you in the highest regard? I just want, you know, I want people to
1: know one thing about me. Like the thing People didn't know where my passion came from, you know? And I always just wanted to win. Like, I literally thought the black and gold is me, you know? And and that's why I, I think there's a difference in the, today's athlete versus mm-hmm. yesterday's athlete. We, we, I embraced it. Like, when I chose to sign it, Southern Miss, I'm just going sign my name. I was like, you got me. You know, this is me. And so I I know I have people tell me all this crazy stuff I did when I was at Southern Miss and all the fights and stuff like this, but I never really started fights except when I was asked to. But I was defending people a lot. You know, yeah. I, was, I did a lot of defending. And I, I tell people all the time, I see – one of my players get jumped up. Uh, somebody missing one of the players, I go I go defend them because that's what I thought I was supposed to do, yeah. you know. Yeah. I was always uh, looking at things as this is my brother and I die for him. And yeah. I literally meant it, you know, in every sense of the word. I just want the Southern Miss people to know that I, I, I love them. I, I thank them. They don't think I'm crazy. You can come up and speak to me, you know. Because people sometimes look at me like, dude, you will, you and
0: you that mean? And I'm like, <laughs> if I need to be, if, yeah, if, if you if need, to need to be, now, <laughs> you know? That's that's the kind of friend TJ Slaughter was. That's the kind of teammate TJ Slaughter was. That's the kind of leader TJ Slaughter was. I, I just, you know, if you if you know this guy, he's got your back more than anybody on the earth. And and that's why I love you for it, man. I always have. Appreciate it, brother.
1: I, I, but another thing i tell people i say this all the time i say it's one thing it's two things you can't buy you can't buy love and you can't buy trust and loyalty trust and loyalty go hand in hand yeah and and through life that's like i have friends i have people that put me in good situations. i made a lot of great relationships because i've been trustworthy and i've been loyal if it's somebody business, I don't tell it. I don't, I'm not a big gossiper, and I'm like, look, don't talk to him about that. Don't talk to me. You know, if I do something with somebody, and it's, it's between me and them, it's between me and them. And and I I love when when I, when I love something, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. love the game. If yeah. I love a person, I love it to the yeah. fullest. You know, yeah. and I don't I don't know how. I don't know how to half ass anything. you don't yeah. even get a hundred 110 you might get 150 but your damn show sure ain't gonna get 90 out of me. man it <laughs> might be too much <laughs> but
0: but I, I don't know no other way. TJ, I, I can't think of a better way to close this interview than what you just said. That's TJ Slaughter that, that's that's who he is you know he's love he's passion and intensity and uh, I was just blessed to call him my friend of this day. And and just an unbelievable teammate, and and just literally what the nasty bunch is all about. So, man, TJ, thank you so much for being on today, man. I could I could talk to you the rest of the day, and but man, you know eventually got to come to a close. <laughs> but I, I, um,
1: I, I thank you when you called me, and it was you, that, You know, I at first I was like I ain't finna do no damn podcast, but it <laughs> was
0: you. Well, remember it's a show; I they can it. see it. They're on YouTube, man. It's
1: gonna be on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, it, it it's good. You, you like I told you, I remember you driving me around and going different places and riding around with you and I'm like, dang, this dude the shit, you know. <laughs> I used to like you and shit. I am like, oh, I'll I'll fit when you I was like, I'll come, I'm stepping right in his shoes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> man, what, what man, just these unbelievable times we have, man. And like I said, That's I'm fun. so glad to call you my friend to this day. TJ, love you, man, and and as always. Southern Miss to
1: the top. Always. Black and gold V5, baby. That's it, V5.
0: (laughs) Well, I can't begin to tell you how much I enjoyed catching up with TJ Slaughter, a great teammate of mine from back in the day and a great friend to this day. Well, this show, we brought you some familiar faces telling their favorite Southern Miss memories, and I think you're going to recognize this next face. When I think of him, I think of Thursday night, October tenth, nineteen 1996, We're playing on ESPN at East Carolina and we had been struggling at the quarterback position, but our head coach Jeff Bauer decides to make a move at that quarterback position and start Lee Roberts. And I tell you what, he went off that night and we smashed East Carolina and finally we had a quarterback that we could really, really lean on. So uh, next up, here comes a great, great memory from my friend, a great teammate, a guy who's in the Southern Miss Athletics Hall of Fame. We got inducted in the same night, which was cool. So here comes a great memory from the one and only Lee Roberts.
2: First of all, Marshan, I just want to congratulate you on your new podcast. So excited for you and just your way to give back to Southern Miss. I'm also honored to have the opportunity to share a great moment in Southern Miss history so I want to talk a little bit about my path as far as getting to Southern Miss and my first start in 1996 on ESPN against East Carolina. So obviously three things that I kind of live by are, you know, hard work, dedication, and persistence. So when I finished high school, came to Southern Miss, had an opportunity early to compete, um, had some, obviously some things I had to fight through, uh, New quarterback named my freshman year. And so it just made me work a little harder. Uh, was second team, uh, my, my freshman year kind of bumped down to third team as my sophomore year. But again, just one thing I wanted to do was work hard and really meet my goal and help my team for, uh, success. Uh, so I had an opportunity. Coach, Coach Bauer made a, made a decision in 1996, halfway through the year to change quarterbacks. Coach Norman Joseph called me in his office and, you know, anytime you get called into an office, whether it's your coach, your principal, what have you, you're not sure what's about to take place. Well, on that day in 1996, my dream came true. Obviously coming to Southern Miss was a big honor, but now the opportunity to start for the Golden Eagles was one of my greatest moments in Southern Miss history. Again, so much excitement with my family, my high school coaches, my wife, Tracy, just all surrounding me for success. And again, that night in East Carolina on national television, my family able to make it, make the long drive to Greenville, North Carolina, and things just couldn't have been any better for the Roberts family that night. Again, credit my teammates, my coaches for all my success. And again, Just honored to share my greatest moment in Southern Miss history.
0: Thanks so much for sending that great memory into the show, Lee Roberts. Well, that's it for another edition of Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime. I appreciate your support in the show. The only thing I ask, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. It's free to do and simple to do. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or what have you, uh, please subscribe over there. We want to keep bringing you great, great content as this show grows and uh, be around for a long, long time. So as I keep saying in these shows, it's a great time to be a Golden Eagle. We're winning big time in several sports. And uh, until next time, as always, it's Southern Miss to the top.